we're back with 109 Ocean Avenue uh, what? for our first in the series of Cult Against Humanity. Yes! I'm going to be, there's definitely like a wah, 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 wah. Yeah, like, when you say that, and it's going to cut down and slow it. All these, all these things that we're going to make Owen do. Yeah, but <laughs> I want to have to sit there and got do a reference now. point. Oh, should we start writing things down for what we're going to need? Well, for like for sound effects. And... Sound effects and things that we've, uh, we've been, we have, I say employed, we have not in any way employed with press gang, I, I believe <laughs> is the term <laughs> that they would do, they would throw around. Strongly persuaded. Uh, yeah, strong armed, if you will. Not really blackmailed because we've got nothing to force him to, but forced into our indentured servitude of editing the shows and maybe maybe appearing on some when we have a maybe. sound card that has more than two inputs yeah. <laughs> and, and works reliably oh yeah it's a really, it's a really this is so long. long how long is this this is ridiculous it wasn't is even it like just a, oh god that was, was that just a long yeah. drum roll yeah it was how old are you as well? You just put your phone up to the microphone. Like, we can add this in post. <laughs> no, no, that was just so Owen's got a reference point. But that's not, yeah, we, I, more and more like, like, just clack, like horns. Going I couldn't quite find that on the soundboard I've got. Oh, so. oh well. Uh, so, for our first uh, on the series of Cults Against Humanity, we are talking about, uh, I've, up until it's actually quite well known now, is that I remember when we first started talking about this. A, literally a year ago, this is how bad we are at making these yep. shows. We were talking about and talking about doing this one, and it's like, I it's kind of known, but now it's it's quite a well known thing now. And it is the cult with the actually no name them given to, but they were formerly known as the Narcos Satanistas, and uh, they were a drug trafficking Mexican cartel cult that performed uh, ritual human sacrifices in order to. Uh, uh, not get caught by the police and in in doing so was their actual demise really yeah yeah we're giving you a two for one on drugs and uh, sacrifices human yeah. sacrifices this week human sacrifices so... also um mainly just, was just mainly weed as well yeah it was. <laughs> this is a lot of uh not even <laughs> we're not talking big drugs here no. we're just well i think they probably they probably moved cocaine because why not come on but yeah mainly uh just cannabis which is i didn't really think i don't think you ever need to sacrifice another human for anything really not really unless you want that blood essence to <laughs> perform your magic rituals because yes this also has um a lot to do with magic as well in this episode that's from their religion that they followed which was based off paleo wasn't it, it was not not paleo that is um the paleo is the diet when you're <laughs> like oh i'm paleo i only eat what old man ate no legumes it's um called paulo merombe yeah and um paulo actually comes from the word stick from spanish because the practice itself is taken part in the rituals they do and they speak in what they call um oh, it's called like like abla conges or abla conga which is kind of like a mixture of the what they speak the dialects they speak in the congo with spanish because the religion was formed in cuba when which when they the slaves that came over from the congo and they mixed their religion and their magic rituals with the essentially the cuban environment because there's a lot of cigarette of cigar smoking involved in palomembe yeah so this was a mexican cult led by adolfo de jesus Constanzo. So that's Adolfo de Jesus Constanzo. Yep. Jimmy speaks Spanish. I don't. I'm not even going to try to attempt it. It's just embarrassing, really. Yeah. Nicknamed 
El Padino, or aka the Godfather, and his second in command, Sarah Aldrete. Aldrete. And um, she was known as the Madrina, and I'm kind of skeptical how much this 17 year old girl <laughs> was actually uh, second in command of this uh, guy. Because the, he was, because uh, the Padrino, because that's what you refer to as like the head of the like sect of Palomino, the guy you like go to, does all your rituals and stuff. He can be like referred to the Padrino. Which is the same with like Papa and stuff, which they have in like voodoo and stuff. But uh, yeah, as I was saying, they operate out of Matamoros, which is a Mexican border town. And they took part in numerous ritual killings. How many exactly? Who knows? Not too sure. <laughs> At least 15. <laughs> yeah, we know that. But uh, apart from that, there could be countless more because we know he also got rid of numerous other people when... He wasn't feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just done a bit of a bad day. And uh, so they basically, it all came crashing down because, hey, you can go along killing drug cartel members and poor immigrant pe- people, who ple- poor Mexican people who no one really going to forget about. And then, unfortunately, they took a American uh, university student called Mark Kilroy and then the whole force of the American poli- Texas police sort of go to Mexico and then work with the Mexican police and then they just essentially... I'm going to break it now. They just immediately give themselves in. <laughs> well, don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll get more to it, but I think... I, I mean, like... Three... I think paranoia kicked in, for, for definite, from what I've read. But I don't even know if it was paranoia or just pure belief in magic. Like, there's nothing that's like the, the satisfaction of believing in God times a million because you're in control. Not only are you, are you just like, oh, you can't be, there's God looking over you. You've decided what's going to happen and you're like, yep, and it's made it happen and we are invincible. It's like David Bowie after 19 lines of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're just in your whole other level of like, yes, we can do this. Let's... Start with a bit of background on Adolfo. Born in Miami in 1962, his mother was an immigrant and was only 15 at the time she gave birth to him. He was eventually one of three children she had from three different with three different fathers. He, they moved to Puerto Rico after his mother's first husband died, and he was baptized as a Catholic. However, he went on trips to to Haiti with his mother to learn about voodoo. So, uh, like. Did I mention before in this recording? Was that did I mention the voodoo connection in the last recording? Good question. Well, if I haven't mentioned it before already, there's a direct connection between voodoo and Paolo Mayombe because they both come from the same African origins. They just kind of split differently depending on which islands the slaves are on. Yeah. So also at this time, when he was when they moved to Puerto Rico, he started actually getting involved with like reading tarot cards and things like that. I think it was his like mother's friend started like teaching him like bits and pieces. It's the weed of uh, getting into shit like this. Yeah, tar- tar- tarot, tarot, tarot card it's, 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 it's a gateway. <laughs> it's gateway magic. Yeah, <laughs> gateway voodoo. Hey, put, away, put away that gateway magic. We don't. You don't want none of this. <laughs> so, um, after moving back to Miami in 1972, after his stepfather died. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. I was shitting my guts out on a hotel roof in the pissing thunderstorm so, uh, rain in Mexico yeah, City. So Jack was in the heart of Mexico whilst writing about this. So, like, he's been in the shit whilst having the shits. So, uh, after his stepfather died, and I believe this is stepfather number two? two. Three? Two. Uh, they moved back to Miami because, come on, it's yeah. time to it's time to go. And uh, then he was taken on. <laughs> he t- was taken on as an apprentice by a local sorcerer. As you do. I think that's well. It's, of course, it's like isn't that every person's childhood? You know, your one put, one dad leaves, the next dad dies. It's time to learn magic. <laughs> You've already started reading tarot's. They've probably started teaching at college at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and he began to practice uh, the religion called Paolo Maombe, which. Uh, in part uses animal sacrifices, but it also cons- uh, you can use like blood sacrifices as thing. It's called they call it like rayamiento, and it is taken like using li- getting like so you grab your little razor and you give yourself little cuts along your arms because the blood is like what you're using to get the power out, yeah. and you kind of imbibe the stick with it. I think because. It's a pretty crazy thing, and I spent a lot of time just watching rituals on the internet. And uh, one thing I now know is how to start, draw a magic circle to start with, and then you've got to draw your circle. But what you've got to do is not make it circle-shaped. I don't know what you're saying. What's <laughs> not a, what's yeah, a non- it's not a magic circle. Hmm. Yeah, because uh, you have to. it has to be more, like, oval-ish, more egg-shaped, because according to videos... <laughs> This all could be nonsense, and I could have uh, wasted my time. Uh, It's basically like, if you draw the circle, if you see perfect circles, you know that's kind of bullshit magic. It's not people, it's people who don't, they aren't on the down low. Oh, they're I know Paolo. (laughs) I do 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 Paolo all the the time, every day. Look, here's my my magic initiation with my arrows, and my, in the the squares thing with arrow X, X at zero. Oh, what are those perfect circles? Yeah, I used a compass. It's bullshit. No, you've got to use that. <laughs> you've got to do oval circles, apparently. Um, but yeah, so the apart from animal sacrifice, and then there was a big problem in Venezuela with, uh, through, like, I think it was like Paolo Monte, because people started robbing graves in this one, like, little area where this Paolo Mombo's practiced. And people started robbing graves. And then they were just... Because they filled them. You put them inside your anganga. Yeah. To obviously imbibe the spirits and then command. But it's... It's really complicated. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a simple uh, religion to break down at all. His mother remarried to someone who was also uh, practiced Paolo Mombe. But as well as um, being involved in the religion, he also was a drug dealer and arms dealer. And uh, because of this, him, Adolfo, and his mother were arrested on multiple occasions for, like, minor other petty crimes, such as stealing and probably, I'm assuming, arson. Yeah. And then after this, he moved to Mexico City, where he met his first three followers. This Uh, is the shit. This is when people start. This He's finally... He's been... Slowly coming up, reading his little tarot from like the age of 13. He's been doing small sacrifices. He also robbed a few graves, put them in, put like yeah. thigh bones in and in there. And I don't know, if, maybe that was one of the crimes, was like grave robbing. 
That's, that's probably a misdemeanor in Mexico <laughs> in the 70s. Just thought, just the one grave, really. Yeah, I, I only robbed one grave. It's my uncle's bones. Aren't they really mine? <laughs> are we all, are we all one? Favorite, yeah. <laughs> I was his favourite nephew. I was about to call it a man niece. <laughs> that's not the word. <laughs> anyway, he moved to Mexico City and met his first three followers, Martin Quintana, George... Montens and Omar Orea. It's Jorge. 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 The four men, four men ran a business casting good looks spells. Which I th- solid business. It's solid, and it's all you need. It's, it's a cauldron. The animals you bring your own animals and cigars. Animals, cigars. You know, it's all above board. No one's really gonna be bothered by it. Uh, involved expensive ritualistic sacrifices though often things like chickens well anything well, no, from chickens not really, not really an expensive all the way one to lion cubs though what do you think that needed <laughs> <laughs> like cuz i'm not condoning any of this but why do you think you would need a lion cub specifically i'm going for size matters on this one yeah but a big dog is bigger than a lion cub if you're asking not to be run over when you step out in front of the road chicken will do you want to win the lottery you say lion cub, lion cub is lottery. Yeah, that's the, that's the skill. You've got to go but it's the it. horrible thing about that when you have to pay like a hundred and sixty thousand to import. It's probably no, it's the seventies. You could just probably go to the shops. But oh, I just bought a lion cub. Yeah, <laughs> I watched this ritual where they were drinking. It just looked like rum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. A lot of these rituals involve a lot of just smoking and drinking. Which is the best part about magic. <laughs> when you're like, yeah! <laughs> Get high and drink. Drink, yeah. Well, that's bit smoking a big cigar. They're drinking, so they were taking, they did their little cuts across the arm. Cut, 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 cut. Little lines down yeah. there. They see these people with all the scars. And then they put it in there. Then they get the goat's head. Then they pour the rum in the goat's head. And they're drinking out the goat's, like, neck. Bony bit. And they're like, <laughs> drinking it all. And they're, they're having a... Having a great time. This it was like an initiation into this religion, and then uh, the guy goes down, and then he gets hit. He gets a little cut, and then they like stab him in the hand bits to symbolize the uh, Jesus. Yeah, the cross thing. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty gnarly. Sounds better than any of the union uh, initiations <laughs> for either side. Well, I'd much rather do that. You've got to um, drink this and then uh, you've got to keep drinking until you piss yourself. <laughs> and maybe uh, eat some no, cat I, food. Uh, no, I don't want to play rugby, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Uh, uh, I thought rugby was fun until uh, this conversation. Until it involved drinking half a pint of piss. Yeah. No, no, I swear it was that. I swear it was you had to sit on a stool until you pissed yourself. Uh... It was definitely you had to drink at least half a pint of piss for the rugby initiations. I know somebody who did it twice. Why would you do it twice? Because he did it before uni started and then he did what, it. What, so to prep himself? He was like, he well, well he met I'm going to be drinking a pint of, half a pint of piss. <laughs> was it his piss? I don't know. I didn't really. Uh, it was one of those. He said it. I was like, I, was like, oh, I, I mean, really rugby's not the that fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really. No, it's not drinking a stranger's piss. Because you can't be like, oh, it's the camaraderie. I'm like, you don't know these people. <laughs> <laughs> they could have, they could have chlamydia. You could be drinking a cup of chlamydia. Oh, cup, mm, cup of chlamydia. It was rugby squad, so probably. Yeah, instant. Cl- you know, <laughs> oh, have you tried new instant chlamydia by Nor? Yeah, anyway, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> back to yeah, this. Lion cubs and chickens, you say? <laughs> 
Uh, their business started to attract the likes of the rich, drug dealers, hitmen, high members of the Mexican society, including high-ranking corrupt policemen, and even the cartel, who all enjoyed the rich displays of violence involved in the magic displays, and also wanted a bit of those good-luck vibes. They've got a lot to be hiding. Uh, yeah, because uh, I want to say at this point now, this is he's like built up quite a big head of steam, and a fuckload of money. Like, they are so rich now. So he decides to go to the... These drug dealers keep coming to him because they're running, going across the border and he's, like, blessing them and they're, they're, cutting up, they're cutting up dogs and things and, like, throwing them in the unganga and drinking it. And then people are going safely across the border, not because they're paying off all the other people to go across the border or anything, no, because of this magic. <laughs> Obviously. So he's, like, he's connected with everyone. Everyone's kind of, like... It, the magic essentially is working because... Everyone's coming to him and everyone's getting their palms greased. So everything's sort of going fine. So he's like, he goes to the head of this cartel. Look, why don't I can be your priest? Your you, I'll come to you and be the godfather. I've never seen, I've seen the godfather. I don't remember any of the lights. <laughs> but so he's like, what you need, to, all you need to do is give me 50% of your profits. We'll split it. I'll deal with your blessings and it'll be great. And then they were like, get fucking stuffed, mate. You're not really magic. <laughs> and then he was like, hey, that's thing. But the problem is, I've put a curse on you now. And they, they were like, yeah, whatever. And then they all die. <laughs> Could it be the curse? Possibly. Probably. Could it be him killing them? Highly doubtful. No, no, of course not. It's magic. It's he magic. doesn't need to kill anyone. But what he does need for his... It's weird. The thing is... If your spell is to make sure they die, and the way that you achieve that is by doing human sacrifices, (laughs) your magic works. (laughs) When when that's the case, your magic is a completely is completely functional. He killed her by proxy. Yeah, uh, yeah, or or himself. Probably how he killed him with a machete. (laughs) I'm assuming. And then put him inside of an enganga. And then buried him in the in the desert in Matamoros. Uh, with all serial killers, at some point, you just get bored of animals. I think we found that with anyone we've spoken to. Uh, yeah, spoken yeah. About you, start, you start fucking about because but I'll, before that we go into this bit, Paolo Mova doesn't actually require human sacrifices. This was kind of his own flavouring yeah, that just, he was bringing into it. Just needed sacrifice, really, didn't it? It's not. Yeah, you need kind of like an outlet. It's the same way why they have with uh, like magic now it's like you don't need to sacrifice because it's about the cum it's about the the, the it's the 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 load <laughs> it's, it's what they use that's what they use that's what you need they think of energy that's why you can that's why you can do things like masturbation sigils and if you like if you like your magic that way instead of having to uh cut open a pig and dance around a cauldron and smoke a cigar I'll take the pig and cigar if that's alright well instead of just coming on a piece of paper with a sigil <laughs> well <laughs> yeah I mean look if you want to do your non-vegan magic over there. Not really up for like a circle jerk. You don't have to circle jerk. It's an individual thing. It's not a group masturbation. That that would be more powerful. <laughs> yeah, so he got bored with animals. And as you know, the bigger the thing that you kill is, the more power it withholds inside it. This is when they started moving on to human power with grave robbings. And then... The odds, like, murder, sacrifice. So the one thing that he truly believed that you needed to really torture the person in order to release the energy 
So it was kind of like he wanted to fuel his uh, the Nganga. He really needed the pain and suffering from the people. I think we should talk about Sarah for a bit as well. Yeah. So what about... I mean, there's not a great deal on her. Uh, no, because uh, she was 17. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of this, because this thing was... The thing about having a human sacrifice cult being and being international drug smugglers is you're burning the candle at both ends, <laughs> and it's a pretty fast and short burn. Yeah, she was born September 6th in 1964 in Matamoros in Mexico, attended high school in Brownsville, Texas, despite living still living south of the border. Yeah, this is quite a lot of kids, because basically if you're... She wasn't obviously born there, but if you're born in, obviously, in the United States, you're an American citizen, so I think she was... Part American was her dad, some, well, someone in her family. Yeah, was I think someone American in her family was. was an American citizen. That's why she could obviously go to school there. Apparently, she was a good student and was a giant at six foot one. It's really not a giant for a girl. That is for a, a Mexican woman. But yeah, it's that's a pretty tall. That's a tall lady. But that's taller than giant. both of us. Yeah, but we're uh, we're we're little micro people. <laughs> I feel like you're having a little a poke, really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So she was introduced to witchcraft. And the Dark Mats by uh, Adolfo, obviously. Uh, when he initiated into, into his cult, and again, the cult initiation, very fun. I'm sure they killed someone. Obviously. If they didn't, I'm going to be very disappointed. But yeah, so they were... So when she actually... When it all came out at the end, when it all came to a, the end, she was like... Because she was the first one to be arrested, properly, from the, like, the main group yeah. of them. And uh, so she, she was like, oh, no, I've just been, like, kidnapped by these people. Which, technically, even though I'm sure the age of consent in in, in Mexico is, like, five. <laughs> it's probably something <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Like tw- yeah, it is. It's, like, 12, because what was that? Abducted in plain sight when he goes to Mexico oh, shit, and marries yeah. her. <laughs> so after she initiated and became La Madrina, which is the godmother of the cult, and uh, she was in second in command... So uh, when uh, Adolfo was, like, smuggling over, taking over his huge amounts of uh, weed over into the US, she would actually give the orders, supposedly. (laughs) According to him. (laughs) I'd definitely say she did. Oh, yeah. I I just, like, swing back and forth between... Because when I first read this, I was like, it's all her. She was the mastermind. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, well, it's... Uh, was she? <laughs> it was like when that, like that thirteen-year-old girl and her twenty-three-year-old boyfriend, yeah, not boyfriend, her rapist, killed her family, and they were like, she masterminded this all. I'm like, yeah, but, but. <laughs> so let's actually talk about Palomembe before we get into the nitty-gritty part of the, all the killings. So, um, as we said before, it's. Palo meaning stick, which was used to build the altar, which is referred to as the Nganga, or the cauldron, which just means cauldron. So uh, these things, which we'll put a post an image of, and we'll post the actual image of the one that Adolfo and, what's her name, Sara, used in their rituals, because, uh, and it still has their final victim's brain <laughs> yep. in the bowl. Actually, on the surface, this isn't actually that bad of a religion as far as they go. Like their main beliefs are in the natural powers of the earth and 
to honor spirits, which isn't too far from modern pe- paganism. No, it's exactly. It's, it's the power comes from the earth. That's why using the earthly things, you can obtain their power yeah. from them, which is what happens with the animal sacrifices. But again, it's not really about the animal sacrifices. It's more about kind of channeling into it by using releases of energy as well as chanting and uh what they called uh come on sigils so the like magic markings so it's not it doesn't have to be as bad as no you don't have to have death or any involved at all but of course then well you need because you've got to cut down the wood to make the sticks depends where you're saying life life is everywhere and everything is death yeah cutting down a tree you're killing a tree yeah so exactly so it does kind of (laughs) (laughs) it's based on entirely on death which i guess everything is yeah you can tell who's the vegan here (laughs) i'm saying everything in life is god i felt so bad that i didn't do anything with with that protest that's the thing is but i'm so unplugged by everything i don't hear that anything's happening (laughs) (laughs) i'm like everything's bullshit we're all gonna die then everyone's in the street screaming the same thing i'm like i wonder if anyone thinks the same as me (laughs) like oh people are doing something i don't really do I'm just going to sit. I find my lack of doing does a lot less because by not using any resources, by not doing. I'm not paying. I'm not commuting to wherever it is, you know. My greenhouse emissions are fucking down. Mine are way lower than yours. (laughs) Why is this even on? (laughs) Why are we even doing this? (laughs) I'm like, just throw everything down. Burn down the system. (laughs) I'm trying to figure out how to pronounce this next word. Um, there's absolutely no way we can get it right, so it's fine. Just, I feel like just close your eyes, don't look at it until you say like say. Remember the rest of the sentence. Close your eyes, say it, open them, and just say the word. <laughs> hmm. My favourite part is when it's this bit. Like that's meant to help you. Yeah. Goo. Umkumgu. Umpungu. Um, Mpungu. Just gonna. Yeah, it's Mpungu. That's the that's the phonetic that's next a, to it. That's the singular. Oh, sorry. So it's the Kumpungala Gulu. <laughs> yeah. Or the Mpungu. So a certain number of spirits called Kimbungalu, or if you're talking individually, Mpunga. Mpungu. Inhibit the inkis, which are sacred objects, and are. Often known in name and deed. Uh, they are powerful entities, but they are also ranked below the supreme creator, Zambi, or Nzambi. Making uh, the religion uh, henotheistic. So, yeah, it's essentially many lesser gods under a god that you threw, put in bones and sticks and shit in your pot. <laughs> we're really dumbing this down to a very old and ancient religious well, it's not that that old but it's based on really old stuff so basically by channeling spirits into your cauldron and through the sticks you can try and contact these lesser like deities and they, they can help you with anything from good luck to making sure your drugs get across the border you don't get caught for murder. Yeah. So, in the Pala region, the Nzambi is the god who created the universe as well as 
animating it so it, it made and also gives life so it there's kind of like no individual soul as much as your soul becomes eventually becomes part of part of everything part of the force yeah it's essentially yeah the force with the, that resides through life so it resides in all natural things as well as the spirits of the dead and like after one long deceased ancestors eventually then become part of the natural so essentially you get recycled back into everything and you become part of the Zambi like himself because of course it's a dude <laughs> oh, <well. laughs> so and and through Zambi all natural powers can be like harnessed within Yonanganga so you can basically channel it and make your will done so uh, actually outside of this cult it has been linked to numerous grave robbings and uh, in uh, 1995 people uh, a Paolo Mumbo priest in Florida had several human skulls <laughs> and uh, in 2002 when he was arrested with at least two bodies inside <laughs> the pots in his basement and uh, then there was also in 2015 an arrest in Connecticut with a priest stealing bones from a mausoleum. So which that's that shows commitment breaking into one of those big things. Yeah. Except they like stone. Are they like sealed forever? Once you're in, can you get into it, or is it yeah, like a locking door? Is the mausoleum not where you just keep adding the bodies to it? So like it's a family thing. Oh, you so everyone's your, in your there. Great like grandfather's crypt. over in the yeah, over in the far corner. You're gonna be like three rows down. Oh. So you probably can get in and yeah, out. Probably it's probably not that hard. That's uh, in my mind, you like was a big tomb. It was a sealed <laughs> off. Sealed. Like, well, maybe if the whole family's gone, it was like, like that's it. Close it on up. <laughs> and wait, a hun- if it's in France, wait 150 years until then just bury on top of them. It's, well, it's, it's 100 years in this country, though, I think. 100 years from the last ancestor dying, I think, or closest relative. You can then just get rid of the body. Can you? Yeah, I think so. Hundred years after yeah, someone dies, France, everyone will in live. In France, you can you can't buy the space; you can only rent it. <laughs> <laughs> so literally, it's like seventy-five years. Well, you're dead enough. <laughs> Take up the headstone, bury another body, throw it on in. No one will know. <laughs> well, after a while, it will when you're only two feet deep and you can smell <laughs> it. So let's talk about what brought the whole thing to a close. Fucking medical student came to spoil. <laughs> Came down to Mexico for a good time and ended up spoiling a whole lot of, <laughs> a whole lot of good times for the Mexican drug cult. So in March of 1989, a University of Texas pre-med student, Mark Kilroy, travelled down to Mexico for spring break. They were actually staying in Brownsville. Yeah, but they were travelling over the border. So they were just basically going, in, going into Brownsville because obviously you can drink at 18 in Mexico. So you kind of park off down there and then you head off down into Matamoros because you can drink. It's apparently just a, quite a short walk as well. It's like yeah, over a bridge. A bridge. <laughs> you just walk bridge. over a bridge. I always think every time I'm like, oh, just go over the bridge. And like, it's the three billy guys and there's just a shit one US border patrol. It was like, yeah. <laughs> but he's got one of those um, axes. It's like the Beefeater <laughs> axe. No one really wants to build a wall if it's that easy. <laughs> hey, you try and get past the Beefeater but fuck the queen. <laughs> yeah, after a night at a club in Matamoros on their home turf. Yeah, it's like home you're, turf. Go, you're, go, you're going into Adolfo's domain now. Yeah, yeah, his bitch. <laughs> Kilroy w- wandered off from his friends, and I, I think he was just going to 
take a piss and then drive him, drive him back on the well, road. Well, they, they kind of don't really know because his friends were saying they were walk because they were leaving because they got kicked out of a place. Yeah. And they were like, oh, right, they were going to all leave. So then they were walking back and then it was like when everyone was letting out. So then it was two friends and two friends. It was two, the first of Mark and then his other friend. And then apparently he stopped and then was like, he thought he saw him with a girl that he saw out that night. Maybe Sarah. Possibly. Quite possibly. We don't know. But <laughs> we do know. It was Sarah. It was probably almost definitely Sarah. But, uh, yeah, so then he was like walking, walking back. They get separated suddenly. They get to the, they get to there and they can't see nothing. Yeah, and he gets he's on his own and is stopped by some local police officers. Definitely, apparently. definitely police officers. Allegedly, 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 I entrust them wholeheartedly. Yes, it's three a.m. in Mexico, and uh, what about what could happen? Well, he could get arrested for public intoxication. Wait, that can't be a crime. <laughs> what in Ma- not in Matamoros? On spring break? Uh, but, um, now tell me, were they actually police then? No. Oh, oh. Uh, so yeah. I'm sure everyone knew that they were going to be police and then, yeah, it was going to be good times. No. Um, good times. Uh, no, they were cult members that had been given the brief that night to kidnap a well-educated victim so that their brain could be used as part of one of their sacrificial rituals that was coming up. And the more well-educated and the smarter the victim, the better. You know, power, knowledge. Power, brain. And so basically what happened is the day beforehand, this is the reason they were had a, a other member of a gang and they were torturing him and he wouldn't scream. God damn him. <laughs> yeah, and they were getting really fucking angry because that's what you needed. You needed the torture, you needed the agony to power the ritual. And uh, I think they started to like literally like skin him alive, Ugh. and he still didn't do anything. So he was like, "Fuck this! Go out, get me someone smart, so we can get some knowledge in this bitch, so I can basically work out how to torture people better." <laughs> I'm surprised they want the victim to be tortured though, because if this was like any other form of killing, like you wouldn't, you don't want an animal to be tortured before you kill it, because it spoils the meat. Apparently. Yeah, you just get filled with collagen, apparently. So you're, yeah. you're, you, the stress hormones just release a shitload and it makes all the meat all tough. So why would you want to do that? Because it's not about... It's not... They're not make, going... They're not, it's not a deli. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like, oh, gonna... we have nothing but the finest... <laughs> like, this is... Do you even know the definition of farm to table? Do you even know what <laughs> farm to table means? Like, <laughs> this is as fresh as it comes. But they're... I'm sure they're definitely... They definitely ate some because yeah. you got to. <laughs> Once you start doing this sort of shit, you're eating some because you know you're drinking it. You definitely eating some. Yeah. So I think they just need the release of the energy. That's why, like, it's like the order organ energy and all that sort of stuff. I th- and he he just thought the pain, much like in Monsters Inc. You know how they want the they want yeah. the they want the they want, want the screams. screams. But it, in the end, it turns out the laughter works way better. So if only you'd have known. <laughs> yeah, if, only, if only Monsters, Inc. had been out in 1989, maybe Mark would have never died. Maybe he wouldn't have. Well, he would have, but he'd have died laughing. Yeah. Which, better way to go. So these cult members, not policemen, threw him in the back of a truck and drove off. And he, but 
credit to Mark. He made a go for it. He escaped. Got out the truck. Didn't realize he, were, he was being tailed by another truck full of yeah, cult members. That, remember that moment when he was like, I'm fucking free. I'm uh, absolutely feel so good. out of here. And then suddenly you see the lights and you're like, these, these people, they're going to save me. This is a crazy night and it's all over. And then suddenly, bam, more <laughs> fucking drug smuggling Satanists. Gun to the head. Well, no Satanists at all. Paolo Mayambiists. But, so what we forgot to actually mention when we were talking about the whole Adolfo thing is that his merger with this new drug cartel, which is now helping him operate the Seraphin and, like, his uncles. So after he approached the first cartel and was like, hey, 50% of my profits, you you get all the safety. And they were like, nah. Then he killed them all. He went to another group and he was like, hey... They've been, and they've been slowly coming to him. He was like, how about we team up, you join me, follow exactly what I do, exactly what I do, tell you to do, do all this, and you can, you'll can. you never be caught by police. You'll never be You'll never ha- be wanted for murder. You'll never have anything happen to you. You won't be able to be arrested. You'll be, your bullets will bounce off of you. You'll never die. And they were like, holy fucking shit, yes, let's do this. And they committed... Like, no one else has ever committed <laughs> to something, really. and Because I think it, this is how he basically got it to work. Because, of course, I think he believed in himself. Maybe not at the start. I feel like a lot of these people always start conning. Yeah, it's you're a always, con It's always with. the long con. It's always, you're like, yeah, I... Because you get into Matt and you're like, cool. And I'm not going to say I haven't... Every now and then I'll be like, I wonder what would happen if I tried to start a cult. Yeah, I don't know if I'm saying. Like, what, what, what? I mean, yeah, what if I tried to start a cult? What if this podcast is just us trying to start a cult? Shh. <laughs> Can't tell them that, yeah. Not yet. I need to have a basis. <laughs> Can't just be us and then Owen's not really in the cult. <gasps> Holy shit. Right. No, we need to talk about this now. So let's. Boop. Put a pin in this conversation about this cult because my mum spoke to my mum on my birthday. She had a great phone call. We were talking about Mormonism and the rituals because ah, you know, yeah, fun conversations. And uh, which we definitely need to get my mum speaks on this because she's done so many spells, so she's got a good like fairness to talk to her about like magic and stuff. But uh, she once watched a, ma- a mason's ritual through a keyhole in one of her pubs. What? So, my mum, at the age of 20, moved to, to London to start running pubs. Because, you know, the 90s. <laughs> well, it wasn't the 90s. It was like 85 or whatever. And uh, so they're there running the pub. And she's like, right, by the way, the person who was there before, by the way, the Masons come in this sort of time. All you need to do, put this, put their box that they leave locked there in the room. Don't lock there. They'll come down. They lock it from the inside. They'll come down after they're finished. And uh, they'll give you the key back. And they're like, okay, no problem. So she goes up, cleans all the room. She's like, oh, this is... I've got to do this. So what she does is locks the other door. Because there's two doors to this room. Yeah. Locks the door. Pulls the key out of the door. And just sits there through the keyhole watching. So the guy, the guy, this says like the lead guy. So they all put their robes on. The lead guy has this weird kind of like 
horned-ish like, hat on with like his unicorn horns and such all on it. And they all go around and they all just start like in a circle all doing chanting. And they're all like chanting around in a circle what? and they all just come over and kiss the gu- the lead mason. So they kiss him on the ring then they kiss him on the... She ki- they kissed him on the mouth. And then they just did all that. Did their weird other chants and more chanting. And then just apparently just sat down and started talking about like the football. <laughs> <laughs> and then apparently... Uh, when she was like w- working there, her like with her first husband, he was. They said, uh, like the oh, when they moved there, like oh, you should join the Masons. And he was like, Nah, Masons, it's not for me. And he was like, No, 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 this isn't. Hey, back to another bad, uh, <laughs> bad, bad Italian mafia thing. There's nothing getting confused. <laughs> that Godfather? I don't know. I've never seen it. Oh well. So, and they was like, nah, I'm not into it. And then they were like, and now you'll never run a pub in the metropolitan area. And they never did. The Freemasons are well connected, though. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Just a favours club, isn't it? Yeah. And they could be listening. Just backhanders, left, right, right and centre. Now, they're not, they're not, they're not listening. No, they're probably not listening. But just busy doing that. (laughs) Just kissing each other. We should join the Masons. We should. I've wronged the Masons. (laughs) How? Uh, when for my uh, at the Jordan Dragon, oh. and I told him to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I could be on like a Mason's list. Which not, is, well, I can get in and take you off the list. Oh my god, it like an undercover. Cool. Yeah, why is he not on? Why is he on that list? He should be on, he should be on our list. <laughs> yeah, we can get him in. Like. <laughs> Oh, fuck Check my handshake out, yeah. honestly. Look, do, do, we should definitely will be able to find the secret handshake on there. But if you like devolve the secrets of my the, dad's mate, it's part of the Freemasons. Does he talk about it? You no, know, he doesn't talk about Obviously it. Obviously not, because he's, he's part of the Freemasons. He's on the, he's on the, he's on the bent or whatever they call it. Probably not on the bent. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but yeah, that was a little thing. That's all she could really remember about it. And I felt like she should have. Videoed it. Videoed it. Well, it was the it was the eighties. Yeah, it was the eighties. <laughs> Full camcorder. <laughs> it was like a Spielberg production. <laughs> Through the keyhole, you just like. Don't mind me. Yeah, don't mind me. Yeah. We're just having work done next door. If she, if they'd have seen her, she would have been killed. Been on the same list as me. She might be. Well, you wouldn't have been on the list. No, I'd have been. Yeah, I wouldn't have even been here. Well. Imagine if my mum was killed by Masons. It, there is, in a, there is a weird parallel universe where that's happened. Yeah. And this this podcast this can't is... exist because my mother was killed by Masons <laughs> in in the eighties. And there's another one where I'm doing this podcast with somebody else talking about your you or your mother getting killed, killed by, by, by the Masons. Masons. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, yeah. <laughs> so uh, back, back to Mark. Right, so, escape the truck first time, bang, tailgated by a second truck full of cult members, held at gunpoint and thrown back into their truck, and off to the ranch. See, and when they got to the ranch, though, they left him in the car, and just went away. So he was just sat there in the car because unconscious because he was beaten, had the shit beaten. And there was, like, the old guy on the ranch. He <laughs> was there, like, oh, tried to give him food. So they came and interviewed the guy on the ranch because there was a guy who lived on the ranch who didn't have anything to do with... 
Fucking there was the ranch hand <laughs> of the actual ranch that was there. It was like, yeah, I'll just live in the ranch house. Don't have anything to do with this. Don't mind me, guys. Yeah, and they came and he was like, I tried to feed him and I knew because I knew what was going to happen to him. But this is when it takes a, a pretty bad turn. Pretty, like a nosedive, really. Uh, at the ranch, he was tortured and sexually assaulted numerous times for like hours and hours on end. And after another escape attempt, because give it this guy, he fucking fought to the bitter end. Yeah, he wanted to live, but Uh, he wasn't giving up easy. Uh, No, and he'd been tortured literally for like, I think almost a day or so, like a full day of torturing. And then Constanzo just cut his head in, bashed his head in with a machete. Yeah, he took a knife to the neck Mm. and then swift one to open the top up. Uh, well, it wasn't that sweet. It was a pretty lot of it. Was a, it was cracking. Oh, yeah, it was, it was cracking an egg with a blunt with a spoon. More by looking at his skull, unfortunately. But yeah, then then they scooped out the brains and uh, which was boiled, and that's part of the ritual. And then they were under investigation for drugs at the time, and had two. I think two of their members had been arrested. And started to break under police interrogation. Oh, started to, or, or just kind of just gave it up? Probably just gave it up. Because they were like, <laughs> what are you going to do? We're magical. Because <laughs> at this point, they're like, well, we'll never get caught. Yeah. And when they do catch caught. us, nothing's ever going to happen, happen. because yeah. Cause we're, we're magic. magic. <laughs> like... You truly believe your magic. That's what I was saying. It's that David Bowie yeah. 22 lines of confidence. <laughs> when, you're, when you're just like, yes, let's fucking do this. So they took the police to the ranch and I think gave up a location of a body. Well, apparently, so they took this guy, Sarah Finn, I think it's Hernandez. Yes, it was a Hernandez, the Hernandez was, brothers, wasn't it? It was a whole family. The yeah. Hernandez were the cult, were the sorry, were the cartel that he joined up with, and he was like, I'll "Give me fifty, you will go get you the magic," and they were like, "That's exactly what we're in up for." And so they were the ones. It was a uh, yeah. A, he Seraphin was the kind of the youngest nephew of this whole family, and he was like, "Take, I'll take you to the ranch where," because they're like, "Oh, because they find out." About Mark Kilroy, essentially, when they question him for the drug smuggling. And then he's like, yeah, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> uh, we straight up killed him. And they were like, what? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We killed him and he's buried at the ranch. And they were like, where's this ranch? And they're like, oh, I'll show you. Oh, yeah, come on. They know it says. Mama does. And then he mariachied his way out. Probably, probably not. Probably being beaten by police on his way down. Right. He gets in the back of the car. So they, they drive to this ranch in Matamoros. And they, they're like, where's the body at? And he's like, which body? <laughs> and then they're like, fucking dicky piece of shit. Don't please done with me. And he's like, no, literally, there are bodies. There are hella bodies. <laughs> like, we have got bodies for days. They are all over yeah. here. And he's like, literally like, you know, it's like the scene from The Lion King when he's like, Simba, everything that the light touches is out of me. But <laughs> everything bodies. Yeah. <laughs> that everything was... the light touches has bodies, bodies under it. it. Yeah. <laughs> and the dark zone, that's where we're going to kill more bodies. <laughs> but they also found, when they went up there, 250 pounds worth of marijuana. 
And I don't think that was. It's not like metric pounds. It's like quid. <laughs> like, it's literally an ounce. And a half. It's a real sad amount of weed to kill <laughs> to kill so many people for. That, no, that's was, all they're shifted over the border. Yeah, it's real bad. They're not very good at it. They're just putting like dime bags in their fucking scrotum. And uh, so uh, not really that much. Uh, not really that much. When they start looking at all the bodies, because at one stage, Seraphin points out a coat hanger that's pointing out like a bit of wire yeah. and they pull it out and it's got a spine wrapped around it because they were just like yeah we're going to use it for later rituals because that's what they were doing they were making the farm for body parts yeah. for their magic it was again it was, it's farm to table it's farm to table <laughs> human sacrifice Paolo Mayombe what was happening <laughs> so they, yeah, they uncovered 12 bodies in this shallow graveyard so this is 12 bodies on top of the 7 from the previous uh, what's the previous cartel that yeah. he killed because they wouldn't give him 50% of their profits. <laughs> and what, one of these was found to be Kilroy. Yeah, because his brains, his, his brains were left inside. They were still in the, still in the Nganga, yeah. After this, there was a massive manhunt for Alfredo and the police eventually tracked him down to his Mexico City apartment. However, this was completely and utterly unintentional. They yeah. got called to that apartment for a like a domestic abuse style yeah. thing was that was going on in there. Stupid. So you sat there. They saw police and were like, "Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> what do we do?" That's why you can't be. If, if you're on the run, for the police, you can't be high. <laughs> you can't be high. You or... can't be high because you're just sitting out that window, like, "Oh my god, we've killed so many people." They're, they know we're here. Just, you're just head, because you know they were like head against glass looking at screaming <laughs> at the people. And then they were like, fucking just shoot the police. They're here for us. Like, yeah, they literally pulled out machine guns and went, fuck this. <laughs> and well, opened fire. Yeah. Well, before um, well, like we carry on to this part about uh, Constanzo's like, death, uh, we'll, I want to talk about how, basically, this is how scared the Mexican police were of the scene like because american investigators were there because of mark kilroy and they were what they watched them all basically tear out the unganga and pulled it all out and then they didn't start taking any evidence they didn't take any photos of anything because they were like blessing themselves as soon as they walked in tell them where they did the rituals and then they pulled out the stuff from inside it and then they just burned it down <laughs> and the americans were like what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> like, they were like, oh, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, and then we like, just set it on fire. Yeah, so after a, a little while of uh, some machine gun fire firing backwards and forwards between the police and the uh, rest of the cult that were hidden, I don't think there was that many. I think there was only, like, five of them in that building. Yes, there was the five main, it was the big... It was the it big was five, five that weren't hadn't already been caught or arrested by the police. Yeah. And uh, so Seraphine actually, when the shooting started, she dropped a letter out of the window for the police to find. Oh, shit. And it's literally read, was like, I've been held captive by them. I'm going to come down. Like, please, like... So she came down and they were like, No, bitch! You'll <laughs> be arrested! <laughs> because... Like they looked at her house and stuff afterwards, and they were just like up in the attic, and it was like a scene from a fucking film. She had like all the black holes all set, and there was just like chicken bones everywhere. There was just symbols inscribed over everything. So she was uh, like, to she was a proper fucking weird. No, not weird. She was, 
She was my people. <laughs> but without, with too much murder. Any murder is too much murder. But, uh, but she was balls deep. She, 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 it's the commitment. <laughs> like, I can't get annoyed because I'm like, that is commitment. That's more commitment than I'll, I'll ever know. But uh, after 45 minutes, you know it was, Constanza's turned to Alvaro, Alvaro de Leon and said, shoot me. And also shoot Constanza's lovers, uh, Mart- Martin Martina Quintana. Quintana. And so he did. Uh, death by assisted suicide. And that was the end of the Which, cult. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the end of Adolfo. <laughs> yeah. And in total, 14 cult members were placed under arrest. And do you know what the worst thing about him dying is? All of the spells. Gone. Gone. So what Lost. happened? Everyone got sent to jail. <laughs> If he hadn't have died, though, no. they would have never prosecuted. Wouldn't have been able to. What, what if they could? What if that they were like, holy shit, imagine if we hadn't killed him and they would have just have to let everyone go because they believe in it so much? <laughs> yeah. Amazingly, Sarah was initially charged with criminal association. I mean, and... that's the get. That's what you want. Yeah. <laughs> Given six years. However, while in the middle of serving those... Her, another hearing took place in regard to the bodies found, uh, which she was found guilty of a number of those killings. Oh, yeah, she killed all of them. <laughs> she was killing a lot of people, apparently, according to one of the cult members. And was apparently sentenced to 674 <laughs> years. But due to Mexican law, she can serve no more than 50. Yeah. And she's eligible for p- parole after 25. So, so she is now eligible for parole. Is it now this year? Uh, or was she already? Already. Already, but the last thing about it, what it, she got sentenced in to 90. Yes, or 25 years, four years ago, three, she, four years ago. Let's look this up because she could be out. She's not, she's still in prison. Uh, yeah, she's still in prison. Apparently, spends her time in prison teaching English and also running a hamburger stand from her cell. Hang on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just Welcome to Cranberg, home of the Cranberger Canadic Order. So, uh, now, all I can th- comes to mind is taco-flavoured kisses right now in my, <laughs> in my head. But I haven't seen the jail in Mexico. Because I'm imagining it's just in Mexico City. I'm yeah, I imagine, yeah she I imagine she's in Mexico City. She has... A street-level sell... Is she selling burgers to the prisoners? Yeah. No, okay, think... so not to well, members of hey, the public. I'll just, that's what uh, the research came up. She was selling... She was running a hamburger stall from her cell. So... <laughs> well, that's been lost in translation, and she's actually a cook in the prison making hamburgers. But I do like the thing. She's sat inside her cell with just... A fryer on the go. Yeah, she's got a little little bachi grill. Yeah. <laughs> no knives though. She can't have a knife. Oh, can't have the give. <laughs> she's, got... she's got calluses on her finger like you wouldn't believe. Um, and if she ever is released from prison in Mexico, which I imagine because her age, if she can't serve more than fifty years, she, she was probably only, she was young. She's definitely going to be released. She's probably going to get released. The U.S. authorities. Intend on prosecuting her for the murder of Mark Kilroy because apparently that was one she was not. Yeah, but well, they the were thing is, over over inside mm. as opposed to. So the thing is, that's why I don't really get. And so she will be soon because it makes more sense really for Mexico for them to just fuck her off over to America. Yeah. Just go, hang on, we can save some costs here, and just yeah, we'll just send her over there because she'll get life. They'll 
Yeah, well, unless they go, actually, you're a 17 year old girl at the time of this and you've just spent 50 years in prison. Nah, I imagine they'd throw the book out and just be like, properly, yeah, like, properly throw the book. <laughs> like, you, you got, were... you knew what you were doing. Yeah, yeah, like, come on, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> if the Mexicans have charged you with murder, we're definitely charging you with murder. <laughs> we count you on five, th- five counts of being Mexican. <laughs> It's illegal in this state. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, some fun other accomplices to the cult and uh, suspects basically of another numerous other kidnappings was Abel Lima and uh, Ruben Estrada, which is patatas cortas, which means short potatoes. I was going to say, that's definitely... Or short fry, maybe. That's short it's like fry, pat- yeah. Say patatas fritas, which is like, so maybe it's like short fry, possibly... Christian Campos, Emmanuel Romero, El Trompas, my strong name, Saul Sanchez, and Ricardo Peña, which the Peña, which is his name is toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, sorry, it's Zeppelin. Oh, oh, Zeppelin. I thought it says Zeppelin. I was like, toothbrush. Anyway, uh, so those were the other members like of the cult that I don't think they were prosecuted i think those were side seen a secret oh no <laughs> yeah oh, no. <laughs> no 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 i go now <laughs> but <bye. laughs> so yeah that's kind of the crazy story about this real fast paced cult that just seemed to not really like terrorize because again they would have carried on doing it for years yeah had had, had the guy who they were torturing screamed. I don't think they would have gone for. No, such they would an have just done it with target. him, wouldn't they? Would have. Yeah, if the guy would have first just screamed, they would have used that thing, and then they wouldn't have had to go out and look for a brain to somehow manage to work out how to make everyone scream. <laughs> I literally think that's what it was. Like it's just that weird and simple. Yeah, they um just on a final lot, which I completely forgot to mention. Uh, the cult followers actually were so believing in the magic and the powers that they were, they were dead certain that Constanzo would come back from the dead, possibly reincarnated um, if his bodies were if his body was yeah. uh, buried, uh, but he was actually cremated in the end, and his mother received his ashes. So he's not coming back, guys. He's but gone. he could doesn't matter. He could come back in channeled through someone else. He could be the spirit that imbibes the Nganga now, like because yeah, Seraphine. So what could happen here realistically is Seraphine could get out of Mexican prison. Mm. The Americans could go to indict her, but at the time that she gets out. I reckon American and Mexico's relations aren't going to be great. <laughs> I'm not sure they're great now. They're not great now, so I reckon they'll be like, go fuck yourself. We don't care that she killed your students. She served her time. And then she comes back, and like the, what's it, Epstein's woman. Oh. What's her f- like her, and then you like become the new head of the snake. And Seraphin's back. Not Seraphin. That was the guy who. who uh, Seraphin. Seraphin. Yeah. She comes back, and then she's powered by Adolfo. Yeah, she's like twice as powerful as he yeah. was, and he wasn't actually powerful. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, or was he? Well, if he's come back, 
Maybe if he, he comes was. Back, then holy shit, yes, he was powerful, and I take all this back. Please don't come back and yeah. get me. <laughs> yeah, we mean none of this. <laughs> I mean everyone. <laughs> so did I. But yeah, I, th- I feel like me, there's definitely so much fun, more things to lo- look at through this front. So like the Palomembe is looking more into like the voodoo style of it because it's. it's I, we obviously barely dipped a toe into what that actual religion is. Yeah. But I think that's that's for another episode where we focus on... Yeah, if we can just look at this. Yeah, we just on that to... religion and other, like, voodoo mm, stuff. Ever, yeah. Hoodoo is the fun hoodoo. one. Hoodoo. <laughs> Actually, it's like what they use in, like, that's what, like the Cajun, Cajun voodoo is. Like, American voodoo. It's called hoodoo. Oh. Yeah, it's not just that, like, the jump... Magic jump. Hoodoo. You power of voodoo. Hoodoo. You do. It's a great film. See Labyrinth? <laughs> have you seen Labyrinth? Yes, I have. Yeah. David Bowie's bold. You can't oh, forget it. Yeah, you there. It's there. You close your eyes. You just see it. Like, no, like uh, that gif of the the magic balls and his <laughs> moving crotch. It's a, it's a fun, fantastic gift that everyone should look up. Uh, so yeah, we, so uh, yeah, we've. We, this is the end of uh, this uh, first part of the series of Cults Against Humanity. Trademark pending for yeah. that name. <laughs> <laughs> do we do we know what the next? Cult one is uh, the next cult. Mm. Have we got a have we got a decision uh, I, on that yet? We have actually we have had our first request from someone to do something, which is Jonestown. Yeah. I've been asked about Jonestown. But Jonestown's uh, and have I sent you the book yet on that? I have. Mm. I wish you asked. I'll send you the send Jonestown. Uh, so that might be might be a fun one. But then I don't know. I thought something maybe. Another weird one. Oh, what's the one when they all like cut their dicks off and they wanted to go onto that comet? Oh, uh, oh come on, it's the guy and they talked. Ah, oh, what are they called? They used the Green Day Packers logo as their logo. <laughs> oh, <laughs> how am I blanking on this? Come on. They wanted to go on the Umbop comet. That was their spaceship that was taking them away. Haley was his name. Ah, <laughs> uh, here we go, here we go. 400 men cut their testicles off, believing it would help them meet God. Uh, the man dubbed Guru of Bling. No, this is someone else. <laughs> what? I know about this one. Yes, yes, I've seen this guy. This guy's the Indian guy, and he is like a billionaire. Like, they have given him so much. We are definitely going to cover that one. Maybe if we do like a mini episode with loads of mini ones about men who cut their balls off, that castrated in cults. There's the Scatopsy heretical sect within the large. No, it's community. not that. It's Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate is the one. They put... look at their logo. Look at the Heaven's Gate logo. It's just all right. I've given to you Wikipedia. <laughs> so that would be that one would be a fun one because that's got a lot of fun videos to watch because you can <laughs> see the guy all his um videos are there what's his name uh, Marshall Applewhite yeah so he basically he was a gay guy that didn't like the fact that he was gay and then <laughs> met this woman he's like you're not gay you're an alien <laughs> why don't you cut your balls off and let's do this <laughs> and then let's all shave our heads and get track suits yeah because that's what they did <laughs> And then they all killed themselves. So that well, would be... Yeah, yeah well, let's do that one. Yeah. That, that could be the next one for Cult. Yeah, so what? We're, we're in we're in the middle of... It's Halloween season is upon us. Yeah. It's October. It's, it's the funniest time of year. 
what, what are we doing next? Though? What's the next one we're recording? Uh, the next one we're recording, I don't know, but I'd like to do it sooner rather than later. So would I, because uh, I'd like to do a couple before November mm, starts. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, we'll do something spooky. Maybe we'll do a fun little... Uh, I think we should do a load of like minis. Yeah. We'll get a load of little short story one base. I don't know. We'll maybe we find some creepy, some old school creepy pasta or do something like that. That'd be fun. Uh, I don't know. I definitely want to do. Maybe we could do like the original, the Candyman murder. You have you heard that one where yeah. the guy and his killed his kids because the kid was an idiot and shouldn't be in that pit because he's dick. And also because <laughs> the Candyman can. Oh, the Candyman, who can kill your children? Use the cyanide. Stapling with sugar making No other kids die The candy man Oh the candy man can I feel like we should have just faded out on that <laughs> Yeah one. we should yeah, just so fade out We're out This is Andrew and I Follow us on uh, Instagram uh, And email anything you want to At uh, 109 Ocean Avenue at gmail.com Peace Laters <laughs>